You're listening to the Golf Science Lab podcast, where we take a look at improvement and performance through the lens of research. Hey, I'm your host, Cordy Walker, and welcome back for our fourth part, the final part in our series with Lynn and Pia of Vision 54. We've focused this all around this concept of be a player because number one, we all want to be a better player at the end of the day. And number two, they just released an awesome book by the same title, Be a Player. It's something that has made its way into my golf bag and I don't think it will leave there because it's really, really practical. There are lots of different explorations and ideas to do on the golf course, on the driving range. And it's really a good playbook and a good guide for you to go through if you want to go through some awareness exercises and explorations. I highly recommend picking it up and throwing in your golf bag. But today we are talking about something really interesting and something that we don't talk about much in the golf industry. It's the idea of, you know, how low will, will people be able to shoot and vision 54 really means that they, they have a vision that someday a person will shoot 54. They'll shoot 18 under par. And uh, we talk about that today. Is that coming? What is holding us back? What do uh, you know golfers need to get better at? This super golfer idea, what is that going to look like? Great conversation. I can't wait to share this with you. Make sure to stick around for the explorations at the end so you can try out some of these ideas to become uh, your best version of yourself as well. But before that, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. There are so many things to understand in golf, every part of the body, clubs, ball flight, etc. And one aspect that I've found most interesting the more time I've spent learning is the ground. If you're looking for a very practical explanation of what's going on between the ground and the golfer, I have a recommendation for you. It's from Body Track, who create mats that measure pressure and force. And it's their certification with Dr. Sasha McKenzie and Mark Blackburn, where they explain everything from concepts to helping you make changes in golfers. Any move the golfer makes is going to be reflected in that data that's coming from the mat because that's how the golfer's going to interact with the ground. And the other one, as Mark touched on, was yeah, that any small changes of pressure in the ground can have meaningful change an actionable change on how you deliver the golf club. I've gone through this entire program and recommend that you do the same as well. Uh, it's really well put together and easy to go through. You can learn more about it and sign up at golfsciencelab.com slash body track or click on the image in the article along with this episode. That's golfsciencelab.com slash B-O-D-I-T-R-A-K. Lynn and Pia, thank you so much for joining us. This is this has been a fun series. Yeah, thank you, Cordy, and thanks for having us. It, it's been fun for us as well. Definitely. And today we're going to have a, a really good conversation around this this idea of a, a super golfer. And, and I loved the last chapter of the book, and I wanted to have a chat about this because this also gets to the reason that it's Vision Fifty Four as well. But talk to me about the super golfer. What is that, and how do I how do I become one? <laughs> well, I, I know exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously we have Vision Fifty Four, and we think Fifty Four is the possibility. So Lynn and I, we've had it in us for a long, long time, and then we get really inspired by people like Michael Murphy, Ken Wilber, very dear friend in Sweden, Shell Enhager, and all that 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 talk so much about the the super us. I mean, meaning that. All of us still have so many untapped capacities that we haven't even sniffed yet. And, you know, that's part of evolution for any human being on the planet. But as golfers, like, we just like to look at what's actually 
possible and and go towards that and you know and and always having a belief like we said we, we're not here talking about faults and fixes we're here to accessing and bringing life to each player's possibilities and that journey can go as long as you wanted to go so it's just a mindset we've always liked and we get inspired by many people who are very very competent in these areas that uh, you know that's our human capacity we're we're good here but there's so much more things we can get better at yeah i mean you know i think when michael murphy talks about it he he just sees that that golf is a great place to start to explore those capacities and uh, and get comfortable with those capacities. Many years ago, we, we invited Michael Murphy to one of our coach trainings. I think it was like 2000, 2001 or something. But, you know, he, he asked all us golf pros there, you know, what are the things you know about playing really great golf? What are words you would describe really good golf? And, you know, the words that most of these pros and coaches say it's like you know i played out of my mind or i just felt i had this flow or my swing felt so effortless or time stood still the 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 cup seemed really extra large and then you know we everybody kept saying words like that and then i asked so how how often do you like train to access that more often (laughs) and uh, you know many of us still like get stuck only working on technique and maybe fitness which isn't wrong it's really important it's just insufficient to only look at that so i think like we're very interested in how do we expand and and for us is of course first of all to add these human skills to the fundamentals of golf so every golfer can tap into more of their capacities yeah yeah they well uh, obviously what we call the human skills and and really training our physical state our emotional state in our mental state, you know, to add to the technique that we already have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, it is, it is like, you know, sometimes we get like almost a little afraid of being really great, you know, and I, I often think about even Annika Sorenstam, the day she shot 59 in Phoenix, and um, I was fortunate to, to be there, but she started with eight birders in a row, and she had a glimpse of that capacity that's, obviously there but she did get scared you know and she was almost relieved to make a, a par or nine before she caught herself and went back to focusing on things under control but sometimes we just need to get used to be okay with being really good i i just have to share one of my favorite quotes around that is from marianne williamson and she often says or the quote starts with you know our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure <laughs> you know and when you look at the four minute mile yeah you know and people start to break down these barriers so you know it used to be 59 in golf jim ferrick now last year shooting 58 but 54 people still look at us like oh no no that's that's impossible and we're like oh no it's very possible it's just we need to move towards that and embrace that that's possible yeah, I mean, I think when most people think of the super golfer, they would say, you know, a, a six foot seven, um, <laughs> super strong, carries the ball, you know, 400 yards uh, when we say that. But in reality, to shoot 54, that's not necessarily, that's not the goal. The goal is to have this really, you know, holistic athlete. 
that right. has yeah. all of these elements and yeah. the human skills are obviously super super important in my opinion probably the most important is is going to be the ability it's going to lead us there to 54 is, is focusing on that and you know getting someone far beyond just their technique and fitness um like you like you mentioned what human skills are like what what is most important in this this search for shooting lower scores um you know like what are some of the the most essential human skills in that quest well i mean if if we needed to pick one i think we would both probably answer like the play box and play box for us is the time and space when you're actually executing like you're making a swing or or a putting stroke that because in most sports, reactionary sports, it, it happens naturally that I get in this flow state, performance state. The game is moving. I don't think anymore. I react to a target or I see where I'm going. And I, I'm totally in that more sensory or being state. But golfers, because the ball is sitting still and because, you know, we hit the shot, we walk, we hit the shot, we walk. There's a totally different skill level to volitionally create that athletic performance state every time I hit the golf shot. That training to change from a cognitive thinking state, when, which I need to make a decision about the golf shot and, and all of that, to then stepping in and being sensory or more of being state, that, that is a skill that can you can never be too good at. <laughs> and I think it's the one thing we see you know, players are just untrained in it. Many are unaware that it even exists, and most players are just untrained in it. Because to be to hit really good shots, obviously you need to have sufficient technique and all of that stuff. But you need to be able to step in and be in a sensory being state. Yeah, and I, I think a, an area with the human skills that has just you know has been not looked at is this: the skills needed between shots, the emotional resilience and managing self-talk because it's just that, that time that you spend between shots at three and a half hours out of four hours or you know that, that's a lot of time and there's a lot of skills that are needed to manage the human experience talking to yourself and and how you're dealing with slow play fast play, play other the, people yeah <laughs> the outcomes you've already had you know the outcomes you're hoping to have you know past and future kind of um that kind of thing so i I just think that so many of the, the in-between shot skills, the human skills, um, are going to take people there. They just haven't been looked at. Yeah. No, I, I think it's interesting. Um, Csikszentmihalyi, is that how you say his name? Yes. 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 Okay. Good job. Wow. I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> it was very good. You know, he talks about flow and um, like you're mentioning, Pia, and, you know, most of the, the sports that you're studying were these reactionary, fast-paced sports whether it was like mountain biking or surfing or, you know, whatever these might be. And, and then we have golf here where we're the, uh, the antithesis of that, where we're slow and we, you know, we have all this time in between. So being able to get in a really good performance state to achieve the highest levels of performance is just going to be, it seems like exponentially more difficult than some of those, those faster, um, sports. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like part of the beauty of our game. And we just we just feel we haven't like paid enough attention to it to help golfers, you know, getting good at it. Yeah. What would be some some ideas or maybe some thoughts around the play box or performance to help people get a little bit better, get a little deeper into that state? Well, you know, that's like for us when we just do it so simply and we just give them a little decision line and they just learn that all thinking, you know 
cognitive awareness in your brain, once you step over that decision line, you need to be done with it, <laughs> you know? And, but we, to help golfers with it, we, we help them that, you know, you need, it's kind of like you need a little aid with it. So if I can hit one shot and feel constant grip pressure, or if I hit one shot seeing a blue ball flight, or if I hit one shot humming a song in my head, we just have them test different sensory things that they can actually do once they go over the ball to not be thinking anymore. Because, you know, just stepping into a shot and going into just being like kind of nothing in there, it can be really hard with so much distraction in my own head and around me. So we just know having intentional play boxes and we have golfers just try some different ones, everybody connects with some, and then they have something to do over the shot that gets them away from the language center of the brains. Gotcha. Was that some of the traits of like what was going on um, with Annika's 59 then? Was that some of the, the similarities there with what she would say? She's very good. And she's, you know, me and other people in her on her support team, you know, she's always been encouraged and, you know, she spent only four to five seconds in her play box and she intentionally did that not to get distracted by thinking. So she was extraordinary discipline to be clear about the decision and step in and she would sometimes have a tempo feel or just a body feel with her swing, but something sensory mode and keep it really short and efficient to so you can pull it off under pressure. Because like I mean, sometimes it can be easy to spend a lot of time when I'm on the range or I play a round without any pressure, but any perceived pressure it's usually really difficult for any level golfer if I spend too much time over the ball. <laughs> totally. So training these performance states are going to be super key in, in achieving the super golfer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, um, the, the research on that is very compelling that Dr. Debbie Cruz and others are doing and, and that it is a, a different state. It's a different brain state and it's obviously a different emotional state and the, those states need to be trained. Who do you think are some of the, the best at that? Do any people come to mind that are that are really, really good at, at getting into performance states? Well, I mean, like I, I, I still think, you know, the years Tiger played really well. I mean, I think he was, he's one of the best we've ever, ever seen. And he would even say, he said it in a 60-minute interview when he said, when I play really, really well, my senses get heightened. Like, you know, he feels things more, he sees it more. And that was like one of the most beautiful answers I, you know i've heard but he he for sure and i don't know how much it was he knew what he was doing or if it was just implicitly but for sure he was doing it yeah and, and of course jack nicholas yeah. <laughs> you know was was one of the best in the game at it yeah. um annika extraordinary good at it yeah extraordinary and, yeah. and you know i think obviously now we just know more from the players we are close to but you know area utanagan She's, she's getting very, very good at it. I mean, she still knows she has a, a ways to go, but she's very aware of the importance of it, and she trains it all the time. So that has been fun for us to support. Yeah. Totally. And, and then, Lynn, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of the space between shots. 
is another kind of area is so that's another untapped area that really needs some focus to kind of unlock that super golfer is you know so we've got performance states that's one area people need to focus on or, or maybe the industry as a whole and then maybe the space between is that separate or is that the same or well it, it, let's just say it people have i'm going to give this scenario like people go to the range and they'll just have one play box after another so the scrape the ball yeah over. scrape scrape and hit you know but but they get themselves into you know an altered state a performance state um but there's there's not that space that actually happens between the play boxes that happens on the golf course <laughs> so yes. you know so, so they often hit it great there on the range and then they're surprised that it doesn't yeah. show up so then you the go course. okay well, now i gotta go back out here and in the game on the course so you have this awesome shot of this awesome pup and now you have to wait for the next one and so what what happens in that waiting time so often what happens obviously because you're a human being is you start to talk to yourself and what is the quality of that self-talk and how is that self-talk now affecting the next play box state or what emotions have you experienced from the last outcome that you're now wallowing in, you know, upward or downward, that are going to affect the next play box. So that's that skill just really needs to be explored, and it's not a skill that gets explored on the range very much, yeah. or it's even hard. To, it's even challenging to simulate that on the range. Yeah, you got to be out on the golf course to do yeah. it. Yeah, and and many too, it's the body too, because rounds can take so long today that they don't think about that they've actually been standing still for five minutes or sitting in the cart is even worse and then they just go up and swing and they don't think about that they need to actually warm up the body to be in a little athletic state here you don't need that on the range but sometimes you need that on the golf course you know i i often look to two players we already talked about when you look at annika sorenstam and you look at jack nicholas i think they obviously were able to really have strong focused play boxes and really commit to their decisions. But they also had that emotional skill of how they stored memories. And Annika learned it as an explicit skill from Pia at like age 19. And Nicholas had it as an implicit skill his whole life. But he just, he came from a very positive culture, support culture. There's a very positive support culture around him. But they, they were both were extraordinary, best in the game at it. Tiger didn't have that as much. And again, when you just look at at what that skill is about, that's a skill that needs to be trained. You know, how do you how do you store memories? What we call, you know, your post shot reaction, and then how are you doing with emotional resilience? And and Sorenstam and Nicholas were the best in the game so far at those. And the super golfer of the future will for sure be good at it. Yeah, <laughs> and take it to a level that beyond yeah. what what Jack Nicholas and Annika. Have yeah. Done. Any other kind of elements here? We've talked about a couple of things. Any, any other core elements of, of what will get us to that the super golfer in the future? You know, the number one is like we already know that the fitness is important and equipment is important and the technical development is important. So we're like all on board with that. We just totally want this, the interior experience of playing the game of golf, like what we call the human scales is my physical state, mental state, emotional state, either, even my spirit of the game, the reason why I'm playing golf. Th those need to be taken as seriously as the equipment and technique and fitness for the super golfer to emerge. So we, we just like hope that these skills 
and I said we we just sharing our experience from working with it for the last 20 years but we just feel that they need to be added as the other fundamentals of the game <laughs> because they have been hidden they don't need to be hidden anymore we have so much science to back it up now but they they need to be be learned early on for any golfers because sometimes just part of the the human skills is some of the mental skills for example but many is like looked at golf okay your technique is good or well, I guess you need to re read a book about sports psychology or you need to learn a mental skill and we think we need to get beyond that thinking it's not intervention it's not like an add-on add-on later on it's all the human skills for the future of the game, we just think she needs to be, you know, it's, it's fundamentals of the game. It's not something add-on. <laughs> and when we can do that for young golfer and new golfers early on, they can have the possibility to achieve better golf than any of us have ever played and, and also enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. And I, again, I like to just add to that, that you don't just work on this fitness and technique and then get to this place where it's not enough. And then, like Pete said, now I'm going to get to it. Let's have that be mm -hmm. what what every golfer is learning from the first yeah. time they, they hold a club. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, for the super golfer too, you know, we need to move more of the training and the coaching to the field of play, which is on the golf course. That The, the main place that we do any training or any coaching is... On the course. I mean, it's kind of like common sense, but you know, we in golf, we just need to shift it back to that. Let's get right to the question of this episode. How close are we to someone actually shooting 54? Yeah, no, but you know, <laughs> the, the thing is, no, closer. The, yeah, we're close. I mean, there, there are very many tour players that shoot 26, 27 for nine holes. And if you're done that for nine holes, there's no reason why it wouldn't be possible to do it for another nine but but often I, I mean I put Lynn can answer for her but I I don't like spend very much time on that because it doesn't matter to me which decade or which century it happens I just know it's a human possibility to shoot 54 or lower <laughs> and uh, and to go towards that and but like you know when it's going to happen I have no idea yeah well I, you know I think that um the awareness of it and the going back to that we might embrace it is closer than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Just because we're looking at, you know, so many different things with the performance science that, that lead towards a super yeah. golfer. And we, we see yeah. more low scores and more, especially for nine holes and then more 59s coming and things like that. Yeah. And I think more people just talking about it. And, and you know, you need to, you need to, your, your nervous system needs to be okay and okay prepared. with them prepared to shooting low and i think as it's been talked about more you know, it's just shifting shifting the mindset of it as well yeah i we recently got an email from a an instructor that said you know i i don't really believe in your 54 because i've done the statistics on it and it's not possible and we said well that is your chosen belief in how you're looking at the statistics yeah. but you know we we've chosen to to see it quite differently yeah so I think, again, it's about embracing that, that mindset. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it will happen probably sooner than, sooner than later at, at this point. I mean, the way things are, are going and, and the shift in the industry as a whole more towards learning and more towards performance. I think we're, we're well on the way thanks to what you all have done to make this, uh, make this 
these elements more prominent and, and kind of pioneering in, in the space. So thank you for thank you for doing that and making this a possibility for for a lot of us that probably would never have had the the concept to to dream that big or that you know that people could play that well so thanks thank you thank you all right let's move on to our final here Exploration of the week. What do we want to get into here around? Uh, I'm guessing you're going to want to focus kind of on playbox and performance because that's what we spent a lot of time talking on. But any explorations for, for folks here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, actually, a couple of them, and, and obviously in the, in the book, there are many, many of them. But, but one thing has been very interesting, and this has to do with the space between the think box and the playbox. But go out and play, you know, three holes, six holes. Like after you made your decision, just close your eyes for a couple of seconds and actually both both see, feel, and hear exactly what you want the play box to be like. So you do actually mini rehearsal for a couple of seconds before stepping into the play box. You really already experience both what it looks like, what it feels like, and all the sounds around it to, to have the play box you want to land on the swing. And then you step in and do it. Because many, many have gone like, oh, I want to see the shot before I hit it. But we find it really good to use all three. You both see it, you hear it and feel it before you step in. And then, then obviously see if you can keep that sensation to land on the swing. I like it. Lynn, do you have one for us as well? Yeah, I, I would like, you know, let's go to that between shots is that I'd like, you know, for you to go out and really be aware first of what your self-talk is between shots. And then secondly, you know, if the self-talk starts to get negative or starts to take you off into a not-so-good place, is can you shift to actually feeling something that you're grateful about? Now, it could be something that you're grateful about, you know, about golf or about being on the golf course or you know, the people you're playing with or the nature you're you're getting to be immersed in. Or it could be something that you're grateful for off the golf course. You know, your family, your kids, <laughs> you know, you have a wonderful job that allows you to play golf. <laughs> that kind of thing. But but to genuinely um sense, feel deeply that, that gratitude. Perfect. Perfect. I think those are great explorations and Thank you all so much for for joining us over these past four weeks and and sharing some insights. And uh, people should make sure to pick up the book and start going through it and kind of use it as a as a blueprint or or a playbook as they uh, attempt to unlock that player inside of them. Yeah, let's yes. all go be a player. <laughs> Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Cordy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Lynn Marriott and Pia Nielsen of Vision 54. If you enjoyed this, make sure to pick up their book, Be a Player. You can find it on Amazon and get your copy there. Otherwise, make sure to stay subscribed to the show on iTunes, join our insider mailing list on the website, and stay tuned as we have a new series coming your way next week. We'll see you all then.